Hello, everybody. My name is Tom Dorsey. I'm JT Beck. And it is July 18, 2018. And you may not have heard the name JT Beck before, but here he is. He is one of our newest employees at Dorsey Wright & Associates from, I think, what, what college are you from? University of South Carolina. University of South Carolina. Yes, sir. And he's now full-time at Dorsey Wright & Associates, uh, but in the learning process with us. So we're having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We've got two other interns that we get together. You know, one of the things I have you doing uh, is is maintaining the Dow Jones Industrial Average mm -hmm. by hand every day. Now, has that? Tell me, has that made a difference? Yeah, I feel you? like after doing that for a couple of weeks, I have a better, you know, like a real grip on how the charting works, and it's definitely helped uh, over the past couple of weeks. You know, ease into everything. So definitely a big help. Yeah, because you see things that are happening right then. You add that extra O, mm -hmm. and you see it give a sell signal and the trend line. Yeah, yeah, it's satisfying. And the whole time you're updating the chart, you want something to happen. But mm -hmm. sometimes you go through the charts and nothing happens. Right. That, that's what's cool about it, because at one time, we used to update uh, 2,500 charts by hand every day. So I'm doing, I'm doing 30. Do. I'm we doing 30. We didn't have technology. <laughs> we didn't have technology, but we had to do that. And we would get calls from our clients. And I might pick up, I, I would definitely pick up the phone first one to do it, and I'm talking with an advisor, and he says, Tom, could you uh, give me a read on Dominion Resources? And I know Dominion Resources is in the gray book. So I say, I need the gray book, and somebody will throw the gray, gray book in the air, and I see it coming, and I catch the gray book, turn it to Dominion Resources, update it while I'm on the phone with the advisor. That's how fast we did stuff. <laughs> I mean, books were flying, no question about it. Give me the black book. Give me the red book. Red book because that's where the certain part of the alphabet was. Mm -hmm. But that's what we did. You did what you had to do to maintain the business. It was cool. Mm -hmm. It was really, those were really cool days. Yeah. So tell me, now, one of the things I have you doing too is trading in a non-real account at Diff Brokerage in Portugal. Mm -hmm. So Diff Brokerage is by, it, it's, a, it's a white label <coughs> of Saxo Bank um, in Denmark. It's one of the best trading platforms. You can trade anything in the world. Mm -hmm. So what are you trading there? I've been trying to get my feet wet doing stuff that's a little bit out of my comfort zone. There you go. And that's why I wanted you to yeah. do it. And I'm not going to say that it's necessarily been a, uh, a very, you know, I haven't made a bunch of money on mm -hmm. it. Um, but it's been good to get that experience without actually having to invest your own real dollars. So um, cross rates is something we've been kind of diving into a little bit. Um, Starting to play around with the options a little bit. Um, that's something that's new to me, so that's cool to try to get into. So it's kind of just, for us, it's been a learning experience trying to break out of our comfort zone um, and trade things that we wouldn't normally trade. Well, you know, you guys are trading foreign currencies. You wouldn't normally trade foreign currencies. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are foreign currency crosses. That's the biggest contracts that are traded in the world is foreign currencies because there's almost no cost to do them. And... In essence, what you're doing with a foreign currency cross is trading a relative strength chart. Mm -hmm. It isn't any different. <coughs> excuse me. It isn't any different than trading, looking at Coca-Cola versus Pepsi. Mm -hmm. But here you're just looking at, let's say, the Australian dollar versus the U.S. dollar. You know, the one on top, the numerator, you're long, and you're short the one on the bottom. And there's a couple of different combinations that can happen that will allow you to win, so to speak, and there's unlimited amount of uh, money that can be spent trading them. Mm -hmm. So by trading these, you get a different philosophy 
on how things actually work in the markets. Have you traded commodities yet? Yeah, we've traded some uh, futures commodities, and um, well, you send us a, a report close to every week, and I try to read through that and get some ideas from that. And those have actually been doing a little better than my other, I guess, risky trades, just because I'm not familiar with like the options and uh, things of the sort. So I've been trying to get my feet wet with that. Um, I think I traded some soybeans futures yesterday, and we'll see how that plays out. So. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is commodities are a direct line to the irrefutable law of supply and demand. You know, you don't have, with commodities, you don't have um, product acceptance, uh, management problems. You don't have all the things you have with a corporation, you don't have a commodity. Commodity is straight beeline to the irrefutable law of supply and demand. And that's why I wanted you guys to trade commodities because it takes you out of your comfort zone and you learn how to trade commodities when you get back to trading stocks. There's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. It's simple. When you think now, what I started sending you guys now is, is a weather report. Did you get that? Did you get that? Yeah. I want you to send it out to, to the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. But it's a weather report that I'm thinking about taking and I think it's really kind of interesting because I, I, weather affects all commodities. You know, so I want to be aware of what's happening with uh, the locusts and what's happening with the weather in, in relation to uh, cocoa in South America can really help in the trading. So I've, I'm sending you now a report on weather. So it's kind of interesting. What else have we found interesting about being new here at DWA? There's a lot to learn. It's uh, all very, very valuable. And even over the past couple of weeks, I've learned that, you know, the stuff that I'm learning here is applied and helped me in actually trading real dollars. And I use, you know, the relative strength of matrices um, and just the point of figure charting to actually make my own investments. And so far I'm doing all right. So that's uh, definitely something that's good to me. Absolutely. Um, One of the things when you mentioned their matrices, that's to me, well, you know, when I think about, what do I think about? And it's like anybody who gets up in the morning. It's like my son Mitchell. When, when my son Mitchell was growing up, he would get up in the morning, he'd turn on the Food Channel. And he was enamored with the Food Channel. And it was like that throughout his life. So I knew food would eventually be something that he does for a profession. Well, he's a graduate of the Culinary Institute of New York. Wow. And, I mean, with other degrees involved, but it turned out to be food-related, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so you look at things that you're interested in, and I think about what what crosses my mind with DWA all the time, and it's a matrix, because the concept is so interesting. We have been doing relative strength for 30 years, and the concept came from Chartcraft Investor Intelligence, which is an old-line service. That's where we used to get our printed charts. We've got books, monthly books on those. Once you got them, they were outdated already, so you had to update them. But they did relative strength charts. And they had a few hundred. And back 30 years ago, we knew how important relative strength was, but we didn't have computers to to actually do many of them. So Tammy, her rite of passage at 16 years old, coming to DWA, was doing relative strength charts. And she would do maybe 200 a week. And you have to divide one thing by another, and you, it's fourth grade arithmetic, really. You divide one thing by another, 
that gives you a number. That number is then plotted on a point and figure chart. And it looks just like a trend chart, but it's a relative strength chart. That's as simple as it is, mm -hmm. you know. And all of the things that we create with uh, ETFs, exchange traded funds and mutual funds and uh, managed accounts, it all comes from that fourth grade arithmetic. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. There, 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 there really is no... That's, that's something that I've noticed that there's a lot of simplicity to the, you know, the nature of what goes on here, but it's all very, very meaningful and valuable. And sometimes keeping it simple is the best route. Keeping it simple is always the best route. You know, we've been, Dorsey Wright and Associates have been hiding in the open for 30 years. If you want to do what we do, get my book. Read my book, do what we do, compete with us, and no one has wanted to do that for 30 years. There's been other chart, because naturally charting systems will come out um, because it's, it's, it's just technology um, that provide point and figure charts, but not the, not the understanding and the education behind it and the thought process that goes into it that Dorsey Wright and Associates does. So when I look at the, the matrices, I always think about international, which is something that we are very good at. We've been following every country in the world. And the reason we follow every country in the world is because of my life. Growing up with my dad, who was a career army officer, I've been in 16 different schools in my life and I've lived in many countries. And it was natural for me to be a citizen of the world. So at Dorsey Wright and Associates, I decided we're gonna, it's just numbers. Mm -hmm. Let's follow every country. So we're just now with NASDAQ, because NASDAQ is so large and it, it, it has fingerprints everywhere in the world. It's perfect now that we, we've actually developed this international uh, charting system. We're as adept at Indonesia as we are at the United States. But with NASDAQ, we're going to be able to really become fully realized, I think, in this. Mm -hmm. So that's that's fantastic. So what else are you working on? What do you work on during the day? Starting to get uh, my feet wet with the report a little bit, trying mm -hmm. to, um, Sarah's been kind of showing me what she does, and I, I've been practicing trying to. Um, Sarah Mealy. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so just getting my feet wet with the report. Um, again, there's there's so much stuff to learn, so I'm, I'm kind of just trying to branch out and get a feel for close to everything that goes on here. So um, I'd say I'm still on that introductory learning stage, though. Well, we've had a few classes on options, too. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> how are you coming with options? Well, my diff account wants to say bad, but I think my overall understanding uh, is definitely, definitely doing a lot better than it was before coming here. So for that, I thank you. Well, it's, it's just when you sit down, and again, options is no more than fourth grade arithmetic. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. You just have to understand how to, to assemble and disassemble things. Right. So you, put, you get the, all the pieces together. The pieces together at expiration have a, a profit or a loss. There's, no, there's nothing else. There's no in-between. And then you reassemble the, the strategy, and there you have it. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. I, when I learned options, I had to go home on weekends with a legal pad and work everything out by hand because I, I didn't even have a hand calculator. That was $100 from Texas Instruments. I mean, it was expensive. <laughs> yeah. It added, subtracted, multiplied, divided, and did a square root. But I learned by doing legal, going on legal pad and paper, until all of a sudden your mind begins to compartmentalize these things. It's almost like uh, there's little boxes in your mind, and you start looking at an option strategy, and one piece goes in this box, one piece goes in that box, and you just all of a sudden get it. Mm -hmm. Your mind accepts it. Because it's really, the, when we talk about some of these option strategies that we do, 
it sounds complicated when we do it, but then when you break it apart, it's simple. Mm -hmm. Simple arithmetic. Right. So options are extremely important to understand because options give you options. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's the important thing about it is being able to understand that. I wish advisors would, would spend more time learning options because then they can bring more value to the table. Instead of just doing modern portfolio theory, they can have a covered writing account. They can do all kinds of interesting things that keep them in the game. Mm -hmm. Well, I enjoyed this conversation, and I, and I really enjoy working with you guys here. It, it's a lot of fun you know, talking about the basics and making things simple mm -hmm. and, and bringing you along the track. So we'll go ahead and stop here, and we'll catch everybody uh, next Wednesday. Thank you.